This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast. Do you know what social leadership is? Uh, What about expressive writing? And have you heard about this thing called uh, a deep coalition? No? Well, you're in luck because I have a guest who will explain it all right after this. The Recruiting Life is a newsletter that gives a whimsical view of the world of work. It aspires to educate and entertain with articles, comics, videos, podcasts, contests, and more. It is produced on a weekly basis by yours truly, Jim Stroud, and is supported by readers like you. Topics in this newsletter include the future of work, current labor trends, sourcing passive candidates, and more. Subscribe now and receive it every Monday in your email by going to jimstroud.com slash subscribe. That's jimstroud.com slash subscribe. Link in the podcast description. Don't wait. Subscribe now. Operators are standing by. Hello and welcome to the Jim Stroud Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Special guest, tell us who are you and what do you do? Hi, Jim. Well, thank you so much for having me on your special podcast. Well, you know, I love that question, right? It always reminds me of who do you want to be when you grow up? So (laughs) who am I? Uh, Well, first off, I think it probably do the audience justice. My name is pronounced Katia. And it is an acronym. uh, So it does stand for keenly aiming to inspire you always. And yes, I am a Hmong American. Uh, so, uh, you know, who I am, I would have to say, if it's a one-liner, I am a person who lives deeply. Mm. Um, so everything that I do, you know, in my personal life or professional life uh, or in collaboration with people like you is always around hitting that vision line of, am I living deeply? Uh, am I doing deep work? Am I having a deep discussion? Am I connecting at a deep level, uh, especially at a human deep level? And so uh, I am I'm simply uh, an ordinary human who lives deeply in all directions of her life. Wow. That sounds like a um, almost like a religious philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Yes, yes, it absolutely. I'm, you're not the person who, ha- uh, you know, has made that statement. Um, but yes, I mean, I I feel like it is a very spiritual pathway, uh, but also at the same time, uh, it works for me and it helps me to prioritize my workload. It helps me to respect other people's boundaries and also just serve people around me at a deeper level. 
Okay. Okay. Now I became aware of you through your website, uh, Deep Coalition and the whole micro influencing thing. Tell, tell me, tell the audience about that. So micro influencers, I think, you know, you guessed it right, right? We are not mega huge influencers out there. We don't have millions of followers or fans. Uh, so we are typically, if you Google it, we are an influencer who has less than 100,000 fans or followers. Um, I like to really narrow that down to connections uh, since I don't really count followers. Mm -hmm. Anyone could follow anyone on social media today, I believe, uh, without permission. But to connect with someone, especially on LinkedIn, uh, that's how I came up with that micro-influencer definition is to become a micro-influencer on LinkedIn because LinkedIn allows up to 30,000 connections I use that as the definition for a micro-influencer, you know, someone who really is on LinkedIn, who is active and who wants to connect with diverse professionals and try to build that town of 30,000 first connections to become a micro-influencer. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, I know from previous conversation, you mentioned the term uh, social leadership. Can you tell me a little bit about that? What is social leadership? Yes. So... It is different than becoming a thought leader. Mm. I think everybody knows what the definition of a thought leader is. You know, basically someone who is an expert in a subject or a certain area or areas. But to me, uh, a social leader, and this is not just my definition, it's out there. I forgot who was the one who coined the definition. Um, but I, you know, focused on uh, when I'm trying to describe to any stranger who doesn't understand what social leadership is, uh, a social leader is someone who focuses on three things, communication, connection, and collaboration. So by those three things, uh, focusing on that and your efforts as you are becoming an influencer, um, then you are becoming that social leader who really understands how and why it's important to be an effective communicator. Why and how do you uh, collaborate with people uh, like through our podcast here to convey the different types of awareness topics that we care about to the audience? Um, and then lastly, uh, really just connection. What is connection? Is it dialogue, talking to someone one-on-one -on -one, or is connection simply meeting up and, you know, at a networking event and trying to get in front of two people who are already starting a conversation and squeezing yourself in and saying hi. Uh, and so really trying to understand, you know, in a very clear way, what is communication? You know, what is connection and what is, uh, you know, collaboration? How does all of that come together to help you become a leader with social skills that can make a difference for the few or the majority? Interesting about what you say about social skills. I was, um, if someone were to look on indeed.com and do a search on the term interpersonal, there'll be a ton of jobs where um, interpersonal or emotional uh, or emotional intelligence skills are, are def definitely needed. So I can really appreciate what you're doing with your social leadership. I think it's a, something that's needed a lot today. I, I see so many people are disconnected. Um, if, if someone's in trouble um, on a subway or or a flat tire, people will take out the cameras and film it <laughs> before they actually go out and assist that person. Have you noticed that yourself? 
Uh, yes. And growing up, I was one of those people. Ah. <laughs> so I participated okay. in that uh, in my teenage years and early uh, adulthood years. Mm. Uh, but I have since transformed. <laughs> um, yes. And, and I think that is just because of the way society has normalized those actions and behaviors. Uh, but, you know, where you had just mentioned that golden word of emotional intelligence or emotional connection, it's really important to understand that when it comes to becoming a social leader, because uh, the way I see it, uh, my pathway to, you know, harnessing and getting a grip, taking control of my emotional intelligence, that was really hard for me compared to just trying to up my IQ. Uh, academically, I was a very... Uh, good student, I would say, uh, I think, you know, B average, B plus was probably more like it uh, throughout all of my school years through education. And so, uh, but that was just studying. But then when I had to think about putting things into practice and changing my behavior, uh, a lot of that had to be about me understanding my own emotions. And then how do I not put myself in that position of if somebody was beating up a homeless person and I am I just going to record it and then upload it on YouTube and hopefully something good will happen to that homeless person after he gets beat up. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully he doesn't die. Um, and so to understand just, okay, for the media to tell me what to do or what I've seen, how do I not do that and actually make a difference? Can I maybe turn on a siren on my phone that, mimics a police alarm and then shout at that beater saying I just call the police right without even being a part of the fight because I probably may not be able to win that fight with that six foot bully <laughs> um, and get myself hurt and so I think just trying to uh, understand the emotions of the, the person who is being hurt in that particular situation right and just coming up with ways simple ways to help calling or shouting right or just waving your hand or calling 911 um, without, you know, doing all of that thing that we need to do first, those things that are, you know, I feel are instantly, um, you know, can be helpful at that very moment, just as, you know, the murder of George Floyd, which mm. right here in my hometown, Minneapolis, right? Um, you know, I'm grateful for the young lady who took the video recording, um, but those other people around, they could have done something. Um, I don't, you know, they could have maybe shouted at the, the police officer saying, you need to stop. And maybe there were some people, but there could have been more intervention um, so that Mr. Floyd wouldn't have to pass so unfairly and sadly in that way. Um, and so absolutely, you know, emotional intelligence and social leadership, uh, they, they really are, you know, uh, the key areas to, to becoming a social leader uh, someone who, who I feel, um, you know, that pathway of learning to not just put yourself out there, but to put yourself in other people's shoes, that takes emotional intelligence, that takes becoming a social leadership, and not just a thought leadership who's an expert in certain finance areas, or whatever other topic that you can think of. Uh, but to me, a social leader is needed everywhere. Um, and I feel that you can, and if you choose to, you know, become a social leader, that is a transferable skill in the workplace and outside of the workplace. 
for sure, for sure. And I know that um, just by virtue of looking at your website, that different ways, one of the ways that you assist people to become more of a social leader is through your expressive writing. Can you tell us, tell me a bit more about uh, what you mean when you say expressive writing and some examples of that? Yes. So a lot of new concepts today, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We have social leadership, we have um, expressive writing. Um, So it's, when I think about uh, perhaps the greatest skill set that I've learned through my educational years from kindergarten through college is writing. And to me, whether you're an introvert or extrovert or whatever your personality type is, whatever your top five strengths are, I believe that everybody, you know, because as my son says, mom, you don't only live once, you only die once, you live every day. So he was absolutely right when he was trying to correct me on that. But because you only die once, it's so important to express yourself. And whether you are getting an audience to agree with you or just one person, it doesn't matter. You only die once. And so through that, understanding just that little piece of information and taking it seriously, um, you'll be able to see why do we want to express ourselves? Uh, Some of us want to express ourselves for um, gratification, for satisfaction, for acknowledgement, for recognition, all kinds of reasons. But we're humans. And part of the human, uh, you know, part of just being human is to express yourself. But oftentimes we are, you know, taken aback or we hold ourselves back because we don't have a technique, a strategy, a a formula or a recipe to go about it. Uh, Oftentimes people think that you have to maybe stream yourself live and talk using your mouth to say certain words that you want to say. But expressive writing, uh, I feel that it's appropriate for everybody. Um, It's, you know, really about emotional writing. It's about writing about your feelings and your thoughts and putting that together without regard to spelling or grammar. So if you were a person who didn't have strong English skills, let's say you're in America, you have maybe broken English, which I do. Oftentimes I I feel like I have broken English when I talk, but when I write, it's very smooth. And, And I just write as I think, and maybe there are some, you know, spelling or grammar errors, but it's a lot smoother and clearer Uh, and easier to read and digest. And so expressive writing is is simply just emotional writing without regard to spelling or grammar. And it's writing from your heart, mind, and soul, which I feel as adults, you know, we lost that capability. We're able to do it, but we've lost that capability. So that's another concept. To be capable of expressive writing, it's not about getting a degree and boasting it. It's about experimenting it, understanding what experiential learning is. And so through Deep Coalition, this global movement that I founded based on empathy, Mm -hmm. uh, we decided that we would use expressive writing as that technique, that tool to train learners, uh, employees, um, you know, executives, leaders, anyone who, you know, we're B2B. So we, we do go from organization to organization to try to make this an employee benefit, this expressive writing course. Because it's really a system. It, it isn't just a course that gives you, let's say, 12 topics, 12 life topics, and you write about that. No. Uh, in order to become an expressive writer, 
you have to go through certain steps. There's no cutting corners. You know, you don't just wake up one day and say you're going to write a book. You wake up one day and say, I'm going to write that first paragraph. <laughs> and day two, I'm going to write, finish that first page. And so the same process goes with expressive writing at Deep Coalition. Uh, our system is, um, you know, basically we teach you the pathway to become an expressive writer by first, you know, we had to identify where in the world do we want our learners, our employees to hang out? And you've probably heard of this everywhere, right, Jim? Um, in the workplace, you know, right now, there's a huge push for psychological safety, sure. where people can express themselves without fear of being punished, yeah. um, especially employees, right? Where, no, I don't want to go to that gala. No, I don't want to participate in that workshop. I think it's silly. No, I don't want another... Uh, useless event for my family that we won't enjoy. <laughs> but even those things, employees are afraid to speak up. But yet we're tasking them with like the surveys. How can we make you happier? Well, expressive writing or simply helping employees to express who they really are as a person is where we need to start. And so at Deep Coalition, when we identified that expressive writing was going to be the tool, we then had to identify where we wanted the platform to be. Do we want to create an app or do we want to leverage a, a digital world that was already busy? So we decided to go with the latter, that we would leverage LinkedIn because all of the professionals were already hanging out on there. So we weren't going to recreate the wheel there. And so we decided that... Um, you know, people may misunderstand us and think that, oh, this is a course that's a LinkedIn course about navigating LinkedIn, but it's not. We're just simply using LinkedIn uh, because you have to be careful when you're on LinkedIn since it's a professional platform with what you say, whether you're the janitor or the CEO, because there are strong personalities on LinkedIn, whether you like it or not. And everybody's trying to stay civil, but there are ways, you know, sometimes where you do find people who are nasty. And you, when you can learn how to use expressive writing in a post, and you can learn how to use expressive writing to comment on other people's different ideas from yours, uh, you slowly become an empathetic person. Uh, you slowly become someone who is, oh, you know what? I never thought about, you know, LGBTQ plus, why should I care about it? I'm straight. <laughs> but then you learn about it from other people and you start to wonder, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I never thought about it. Or you start to look into human trafficking. Even if you're a lawyer who, you know, it doesn't deal with that side and you start to also worry about that topic and that world. Um, and so expressive writing as you continue to write through the course and you continue to meet different micro-influencers, uh, every six months we invite people to contribute uh, their LinkedIn post, their content into our curriculum. Um, it's set up very much like a college course. And so um, we don't just, you know, through every module, there's 12, we don't skip and ask our learners to just go and write. Because from my own journey, you know, having been someone who blogs a lot or journals a lot, even though, you know, previously I've never published it on LinkedIn, um, it was really hard for me to just go to writing. And so we would condition our learners to first, you know, read Jim's post on why does he think Black lives matter? Even if you're a person who 
you know, can't relate to it, read it. And then the hardest thing that we ask people to do in that course is now comment to Jim. What are you going to say? Great job, Jim. Or are you going to say thank you for sharing? That's wonderful. All good lines. But we actually challenge and provide examples for our learners to become strong commentators. So we challenge them to write a whole paragraph to you on LinkedIn based off of your post right into the comment box. And then once they're done reading, then they're done commenting. And then we ask them to write a LinkedIn post on the topic that we provide. So that continues on for you know the whole 12 modules, it repeats. And so by the time they're done with the course, they would have met 12 micro influencers because they would have read 12 micro influencers post on whatever topics that matter to those influencers. So then that way they're actually diversifying the topics that they're learning about because we actually uh, try to create it where we have a CEO, we have a thought leader, we have someone who's disabled, we have someone who's uh, a janitor, we have someone who's a teacher. And so we really try to diversify it by industry and occupation and topics especially so that our learners are actually feeling like, oh my God, I'm in a whole new world. Like I'm usually always reading about financial topics, but now I'm reading about all these other topics. What's going on? In my, um, but then they finally get to uh, try to challenge their emotions to put themselves in those shoes and are able to write emotionally about, you know, Katia, thank you for sharing your story about, you know, your, your upbringing as a refugee child. Um, I never knew that, you know, you face these biases, etc. I've only seen it in movies, but I never really realized that even in America, so many people face these biases when we're not a third world country. Um, and so it really is the part of expressive writing is a process um, and emotional writing uh, is a process that we take them through. Uh, but it starts with reading, becoming a strong reader and then becoming a strong commentator on LinkedIn and then finally becoming a strong expressive writer. Um, so that's the outcome to, uh, and the, the actually um, the strategy uh, through those 12 modules to becoming a micro-influencer. You know, so much emphasis is placed uh, on technology and business that I think some people lose track that at the end of the day, people are doing business with other people. And to do business with other people better, you need to have some really good relationship skills and have really good relationship skills, you need to have a sense of empathy uh, and other interpersonal skills that correlate with emotional intelligence. And I think your course is something that businesses should really give some serious consideration because like I said, it's one thing to have all this technology, but if the people can't relate to other people, then ultimately what good is the technology that you've invested in? So I, I definitely salute you in that. Um, you've been very generous with your time. I'm if someone wanted more information about how they can get involved with Deep Coalition or just get to know you a little bit better, how could they do that? Well, I'm alive and breathing on LinkedIn. And <laughs> so uh, you can find me on LinkedIn and follow or connect with me. I would love to connect with anybody. Um, and also uh, visit deepcoalition.com where you can learn more about our global movement and learn more about the two different ways that we help people to become more expressive, which is um, on that website, there's a, a microsite to the course page, the course syllabus, and there's also a page to the digital 
uh, artwork that we do. And so uh, one other thing that uh, I'll briefly mention on here is sometimes um, it can be a little scary to jump into writing. And so we try to motivate our learners to uh, maybe take the art route because most people understand art or appreciate art as universal language in some way. And so uh, we do try to make over people's LinkedIn profile pictures. Um, and then that's really has been a great way for them to understand that beyond the artwork, we do this expressive writing training. Um, and we really try to help them to understand what is true networking and what is online relationship building. Because LinkedIn is the gateway, you know, it is a networking a platform. So you don't actually have to join all these networking events, because even if you did, and you don't have those networking skills, it can backfire. So yeah. practice it online and, you know, connect with the C-suite leaders, um, connect with uh, people who are completely different than you, but to get there, to get them to accept you, do the social proof, write, comment, because otherwise, when you don't do that, they're not going to see more of your colors. So you can have an excellent LinkedIn profile with your degrees and your work experience. But if there's no social activity on there, then they're not really seeing the human side of you, your behavior. They're only seeing a great resume or cover letter on LinkedIn. And so um, it's really important, uh, you know, uh, that when you're thinking about what is that one system that can help me to grow personally, professionally, and also help me to contribute to my organization's bottom line. Um, if you're thinking about those three ways of growth, then at Deep Coalition, we have built that deep system for you. Um, and so we we typically connect with HR professionals. Um, oftentimes, employees will come to us and say, hey, I want to do this. Um, but I'm not a decision maker. We also provide that uh, access to con individuals, consumers who want to just buy the course for themselves. Um, it's pricier that way since we do try to target the entire organization um, and get them to become a partner with us for the next um, five to 10 years. Um, and so uh, either way, uh, we work with both uh, individuals and organizations to try to make uh, this work for you uh, to help you grow um, beyond uh, what you're you know, capable of or what you think you're capable of in your current organization. Right. And um, to make it even easier, I'll leave some links in the uh, podcast description as well to your, to your website, deepcoalition.com. Thank you so much for your time. This has been very enlightening. Um, I do appreciate you. Well, thank you for having me, Jim, and thank you for listening and tuning in, folks. <laughs>well my time is up i thank you for yours i'll see you again real soon right here with a brand new episode of the jim stroud podcast if you have any questions comments or concerns feel free to reach out to me i can be reached by email at jim stroud at jimstroud.com and one last favor if i may ask please rate this podcast uh five stars is preferred <laughs> but uh please uh comment uh with your honest opinion i really appreciate that all right Okay, until next time, bye-bye. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, 
a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.